Hi, Zoe. Happy Sunday. Well? Yeah, happy Sunday. So good. Zoe and I were like chatting literally up to six seconds ago on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. say, like, how's it going? I'm very aware because we were just talking about what else is new. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How are you doing, Zoe? I'm good. I mean, I can't believe we're on day six already. This has just been so much fun. It's flown by so quickly. And I personally am experiencing so much acceleration because of this powerful group momentum. So I'm so grateful for each of you being here, listening in, being a part of this, because the breakthroughs are just happening for me, Mm -hmm. for for you, I know too low. And, and when you guys share, it just is so special. So thank you. Yeah, yeah, you guys really have, you know, just helped us to create something this week that has been very transformative for us as well for so many different reasons. And um, we're just super, super grateful. And uh, yeah, it's just, just only the beginning. I mean, I know for me, with a lot of the the lessons (laughs) that have come over the last couple of years, specifically, in like my hardest times, I I thought this is going to be something that helps me to really help others in the future. And, you know, that, that time is here. And so just thank you guys for being the receivers of that. And, uh, I wanted to, well, we wanted to share, we have a second, um, expiring, uh, sorry, bonus, <laughs> um, for the mini mind, which is basically if you join before tonight, then you are invited into the group chat for two extra weeks. And so we've got our initial people. If you have joined the mini mind or sorry, the mastermind, um, come and join us. There's a link for you guys in your registration email because we want to kick off there and we want to start supporting you powerfully over there. And, uh, so that is our, our second, expiring bonus for the mastermind expires tonight at 10 PM. And, you know, think of what you can accomplish just over these next two weeks, like just really hitting the ground running. Um, otherwise if you join, then we'll be sending out an an invite link to join the group shortly before the mastermind actually kicks off in a couple of weeks from now. So that is expiring tonight. And, uh, yeah, I'm really, I feel really excited about today's topic. I mean, I've said that every single day, but I think today is going to specifically really hit for people in a very Uh, just impactful way. And I know that it's been, it's actually a a topic that Zoe wanted to speak to her that, that was just really integrating around. And you had said, Zoe, this, this needs to be something that we speak about inside of the mini mind. Yes. Today we're going to be talking all about forgiveness and forgiveness of others, uh, but also forgiveness of ourselves. And I think a lot of the times we are holding on to to energy that can be released and forgiveness itself is very liberating. And what I personally found in my journey, I kind of had this epiphany the other week, and this is what I did prompt low that we need to bring this into the mini mind was that I, I realized that any time that I wasn't in the present moment, it was because there was an opportunity to forgive someone, something or myself. And as soon as I did that, I came back to the present. And it was quite interesting because even when, um, even if it was just subtle, right, subtle energy on the back burner of like, "Mm, that didn't feel good or like something still sticky with me, it was in fact robbing me of the present moment. So as soon as I had that frame on it and was, I started to ask myself like each day, like in my journal, when I was journaling, it was like, who, who do I need to forgive today? And it was so interesting when I let my intuition lead and start coming through with who needed to be forgiven sometimes that was myself like where I was led each day 
And I was led on journeys that took me to epiphanies and really big breakthroughs. Yeah. And, you know, in the theme of this week and divinity, um, you know, again, this is all about getting to come from nothing, getting to come from this very clean space in what it is that we are receiving. And I think one of the biggest reasons why that can be so hard is because we have a lot of things that we're knowingly and unknowingly carrying with us from the past. And this is, you know, areas where we've been perhaps wronged or treated unfairly by those around us or just people in general. Um, And I think a really big one is self-forgiveness and things that we're holding against ourselves that, you know, decisions that we made or actions that we took um, that are really shaping how we then view ourselves and where we're being, uh, where we're being, I don't know, just held down in a sense from really embodying this, this way of being that we've been speaking about, because we're carrying things from the past with us, right? We're trying to often manifest and receive on top of a whole bunch of shit. (laughs) And I think that forgiveness is such a uh, forgiveness and then acceptance, which we're going to get into is just like, when you truly forgive either yourself or somebody else, you are free. And that's what it is that we want to talk about today when we're free from what has happened in the past or decisions that we make and the judgments that we hold towards ourselves or other people purely for the sake of our own well-being, not because this is not a topic or not a conversation today around, you know, holding or sorry, uh, or letting, letting people off the hook for ways in which or condoning their behaviors towards us for ways in which they've wronged us. This is about you deciding that you are worthy of being free period. Um, And so that's kind of the angle that we want to speak to today, because I think often forgiveness is like this idea that we're letting it be okay, perhaps for the, we're letting people's behaviors towards us be okay. And it's not that it's a decision to no longer make it mean things about you. It's a decision to no longer carry it with you. It's, it's a decision to just allow yourself to be free. And in that freedom, you're coming again from that space of nothingness, which then allows you to just be open to receiving. And for me, I know like so much of this journey in terms of forgiveness and acceptance have been, uh, has been more about my relationship with myself. Um, for sure. There's been people I had to, you know, forgive and and see in a light of compassion in order to no longer hold things against them or against myself in regards to whatever it is that had gone down. Um, but there's been a lot of ways in which I made things, I made decisions that I'd made in the past, mean things about me in the present, and then was trying to manifest from a space of like, let me just fix you know, these certain circumstances that unfolded because of decision that I made so that I could feel, so that I can feel okay about myself and I no longer need to feel shame or I no longer need to feel judgment towards myself. And that space has never for me uh, allowed for things to move forward in any real meaningful way. Because again, it's, it's manifestation for the sake of avoidance, which just doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah. So today's topic is all about freedom. And again, it kind of is along this similar message of really bringing awareness to the places within ourselves that are that are holding us hostage. And when we speak into the present moment, the essence of like being in the here and the now, when you can get yourself to that place, that is when you are experiencing having like a full body experience and a full body or full awareness of this nothingness or this space of unconditional love or the space of ultimate neutrality 
where when you can find yourself in the in the full present moment it's this recognition that there really is nothing that you need and the more like this is why we can have been speaking into the present moment and, and aspects of this but you recognize that there's nothing that you actually need and in fact everything is here for you and the more that you're able to find this space and time this presence this silence this peace in each day it starts to expand more and more and more in your life as in like as soon as you start to really ask yourself like oh why am i not present right now like what's going on in my mind okay how can i release myself how can i bring myself back to the present the more that you practice that the more you start living your life in a state of flow versus having the mind be chaotic and and leading you in ways and and spiraling out and doing all sorts of things the ego loses its power basically the more time that you focus on presence and um as mentioned like i said if if i was really focusing on why like really looking at why am I not present in those moments where I'm not present or what is actually robbing me of the present moment some days and forgiveness was huge. Whether it was like Lo started speaking into like forgiveness of the self, right? Like there's a lot of time. How many times have you guys um, had a conversation with someone that was just like a regular conversation and then you're thinking about the conversation for hours afterwards or days afterwards wondering if you said the wrong thing or wondering if you were received correctly? right? That in itself is a call to forgive, right? I'm going to forgive myself for like anything I might've said. I'm just going to trust that it was all perfect, right? But, but notice like, where are you actually holding yourself hostage from the past? Because you haven't yet released something for yourself. Yeah. I think there's just so much freedom in what you're speaking to Zoe and it, and it takes something, but this is something that for me, I've really, um, cultivated within my business, specifically within client relationships, I, I really trust that if I'm an open channel, then whatever it is that wants to come through is what's meant to come through. And all I need to do is kind of get low out of the way. But in order to have, like in order to access that state, there was a lot of releasing that needed to happen in terms of attachment around how people perceived me, right? And and attachment around how people perceive us is usually derived from things that have happened in the past, ways in which we really are kind of seeking acceptance and survival for ourselves. Um, and that's sort of another topic altogether. But speaking to forgiveness, let's start around forgiving others, because a lot of you have been very open and sharing, you know, things from your past this week and we certainly have as well. And I know that this is a, a topic that you've done so much work around Zoe specifically in terms of, you know, releasing people from things that they did to you essentially and, and, you know, or said towards you or about you even. And there's been a lot of this lesson in this journey for you inside of your own life. What would you say on the topic of forgiveness of others um, in terms of just I mean, you could speak to it for hours and hours and hours, but what would you say is like your overall belief about being able to forgive people in your life that have, you know, done things that have really, really hurt you? Thanks, Lo, um, for the invitation to share. Lo and I are both projectors, so <laughs> invitations are important to us. Um, yeah, there's so much that I could say, but what I will say, like for myself and what I've come to understand, this is also like a dimension of my gene keys. The highest expression of my heart is forgiveness. 
So for me, I feel like energetically forgiveness is this unlocking that happens in my heart. And every time that I forgive another dimension or another aspect, I get closer to me. And that in itself, like, is a driver to, like, continue to forgive, continue to release. Because like Lo said, it's not condoning the behavior of others. It's not saying, that's okay that you abused me. It's not that. It's saying, like, that happened, and I'm going to release you, and I'm going to release the ways in this affects me, and I'm going to surrender that away. I'm going to release that from my body, from my mind, from my spirit. I no longer need to carry that that with me right so it's not saying that abuse is okay because i had a very abusive childhood that's not like if i forgive my mom for stuff it's not saying that that was okay that you did that it was like i'm gonna choose to see you in your humanness right understanding that my mom had a lot of trauma and that's why she may have done the the things that she did right so it's, it's coming from that compassionate space like that place of being able to um decide to see things differently not as my mom did something to me it's starting to open up and see oh I can see how somebody who is hurt would hurt another and then deciding that I'm no longer going to drink the poison that is resentment right I'm sure that maybe some of you have heard that quote it's like um, holding on to a grudge or not forgiving someone is like drinking poison and it is because I found myself even this past week i I was triggered by someone and I was just really stirred up in my mind about it. Like, oh, that makes me so mad. And um, that was so wrong. Like, how could someone do that? And, you know, those thoughts in itself, when I'm choosing to entertain and flow attention towards those thoughts and be in a place of non-forgiveness that robs me of the present moment, that creates a lot of catabolic energy within my body which is like um, not deemed as like negative energy, but tearing down energy, energy that doesn't feel good, you know, puts me into like, ugh, like not a, not a high, not a high vibe energetic state. It just doesn't feel like naturally who I am. Um, but that in itself is a call to let it go. Right. And just recognizing where in any way in any day am I caught up on that, like grudge holding or resisting what is, Um, And when it comes to forgiveness, something that really helped me in the past uh, week is that understanding that forgiveness is the release of any expectations I ever had on another person, right? So if I think about um, the the expectation that I was just speaking into, someone triggered me this week, they basically crossed um, a professional boundary and I was very triggered because there are ways in which my righteousness was coming through of like, he should have never done that. That's like so unprofessional. Um, you know, I was getting real fired up about it. Scorpizo was out. That's my <laughs> that's my ragey side. Scorpizo was out. She just wanted to do right. She wanted to like put someone in their place, you know, in in my mind and whatnot. And then I, I realized that the expectation that I was holding on to that that person would have upheld their professional boundaries and they didn't. And then as soon as I recognized that, I decided to set myself free. I decided to set myself free of like, oh, I had expectations that this person would show up in a certain way and they didn't. And that's okay. And anything that's presenting itself in my reality that doesn't feel good or like anyone in my reality that like needs to be released or that God's source universe is trying to release from me or trying to show me like it's all perfect. And I'm better knowing, I'm better releasing, and I'm better bringing all my power back to myself. Mm. 
Yeah, I, um, oh, there's so much to, to say around this. And I'll, I'll share some of the things that have helped me in the journey of forgiveness. And I think that this is, this can be a very personal process. And so take what resonates. But one is that I personally believe, and I've read books around just the idea of our soul's journey that, and, and how with each life, we come in with a decision around the lessons that we're going to learn in this lifetime. And we make certain soul contracts with people so that we can learn, you know, the lesson of forgiveness, or we can learn the lesson of compassion, or we can learn the lesson of, you know, it's thriving even in certain lifetimes. And to me, that just, it resonates. It, it gives context to some of the harder things that happen in this, in this life and in this world. Um, I know a lot of people don't like that frame of thinking about it. So that's fine. Um, that's just something that really, really helps me. I think there's, um, there's a book, I'm pretty sure it's called your soul's purpose or no, your soul's gift. I think you might've recommended it to me Zoe. And it's just a story about, you know, that, that topic altogether. But, um, for me, I, I really had a turnaround in my ability to see people through the lens of compassion, regardless of how they were showing up for me. When I started to consider that any real like harmful or hateful thing that somebody does is as a result of their own trauma, right? Like we as human beings desire for other people to be happy, desire for other people to be safe instinctively. Someone that is projecting something towards me, they are in fear in that moment. They are in their own triggers in that moment. And while that might be projected towards me, perhaps unfairly, I'm going to choose, especially if I know the person and I know that they have a good heart, I'm going to choose that I'm not going to judge them for their trauma. People are not their trauma. I, I say that all the time. And I've watched people in my life who we have someone in common with, um, and, you know, something happens with that, that person, they act out, they have an anxiety spiral or whatever. And certain people in my life see that in a very different way that, than I do. And as a result, have a very different experience of that person moving forward, which is a shame um, because it might be someone that they previously were really, really close with. Whereas for me, it's like just this level of compassion. There's, there's people that I, that I really love that have done things in the past that were hurtful. But I choose that it's because, you know, they're, they're going through things just the way that all the rest of us are and any projections on us. I mean, I believe we're the creators of our reality and things that come to us, especially repeatedly and in patterns are meant to show us something within us. But that doesn't mean that someone telling me, you know, I'm, I mean, I really don't have a lot of conflict in my life because this is an area that I've done a lot of work and cleaning up around. Like I, I feel that I, and experience that. Um, I really just attract beautiful people. That's a belief system I, I speak to all the time. I'm always looking for opportunities to affirm how the universe just sends me the best people possible and the best in people. But if someone's feeling um, triggered and projecting something at me, I know that it's something within them. And I want to be a space for compassion for other people, which then allows me to not hold on to things that have happened to me or been said about me or whatever. And again, it's like, it's always an opportunity to clean up my side of the street. If someone says something and it really, really triggers me, well, it's likely that there's something within me that needs to be looked at. And that's the reason that it was able to be triggered in the first place. Um, like I, there's, 
a example or like saying I've heard a whole bunch of times in the self-development world, which is like, if someone came to you and was like, Lauren, I, I hate your blue hair. I think it's so ugly on you. I'd be like, what the heck are you talking about? I don't have blue hair. <laughs> but if they came to me and said, you know, something about an area that I already had maybe insecurities around, then that would trigger me. And I'd probably be the one to make them wrong. So you know, it's just looking at where is, where is there something for me to look at and to clean up here? And how can I start to view others through that lens of compassion for their journey uh, in order to not carry with me whatever it is that I'm holding onto against them? And in that, we get to be free, right? And um, you were sharing with me today, Zoe, things that you have done to forgive your mom and kind of what that process looks like. And it was really, really moved me. I don't know if you'd feel comfortable sharing any of that. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I want to say about what you were just touching on of like, it's all perfect when other people trigger us. And one thing that I always come back to is nobody can push your button if there isn't a button to push. So every time that you get triggered, it's really an opportunity to look at where you're not free. And then if you decide to clean up your side of the street, if you decide to do the work, you liberate yourself and you're free of those triggers. Like I think about, um, I know that a lot of people out here um, or in this group, um, are out there on social media. And I know for me for a long time, I feared triggering comments because a a lot of the time I was attracting them and they were super triggering, whether people were commenting on my, on my looks or on my body or things that I said, or the way that I speak. And there was so much, um, projection being put on me, but I noticed like, what are the, what are the comments that I'm like, Oh my God, this is so random and and weird. And like, this person's a troll and I delete and I laugh at, and which are the ones that actually kind of strike a chord with me, which are the ones that push a button. And then I started to just go to work on the ones that were pushing my buttons. And I got to get real free. I got the opportunity to liberate myself. And I know it can be really scary to put yourself out there on social media because you fear that, right? I think a lot of us um, can say like, oh, I fear putting myself out there because of what other people might judge or, or whatnot. The judgments or the comments that you receive that trigger you, it's a gift, even though it can be challenging to process, even when you don't know when they might come up. But if, if you just decide to have that, that lens on it, of choosing to be brave, choosing to honor the call of your heart, what's on your heart to share, and that that's of most importance. And any comment that comes your way, you're just going to decide, okay, I'm going to do the work, right? If they comment on the fact that they, the way that I pronounce something sounds wrong and that affects me in some way, reminds me of this one time in high school when my, when my teacher said blah, blah, blah to me and embarrassed me in front of the class, right? Like there's your opportunity to set yourself free of all this stuff that has just been waiting to be released. Um, And in that liberation occurs. And what I'll say is that the more that I've gone to work on, let's say, the comment section side of things, or things that people say, I don't attract those anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? Because I'm no longer an energetic match. Source doesn't need to keep showing me or highlighting or triggering me to heal, right? We're always history will repeat itself again. Until something no longer has a purpose, it won't cease to exist. So it will continue to come back into your reality until you do the work. So in fact, when you're trying to be brave and put yourself out there and be like, okay, here I am. Here's my message with the world. Choosing to get the human out of the way and just be that soul with a message. Anything that triggers you, anything that pushes those buttons, just go to your journal about it, right? Or go to your coach about it or the container about it. 
there's so much opportunity for you when you decide to just like share your message with the world. So that's just like one thing I wanted to share too, because I do know a lot of people um, in here are entrepreneurs and are out there. And I know the fear, I know the fear of putting (laughs) yourself out there in ways low does too. And being like, what will people say or think, but it really, it's all in your own mind and you have the opportunity to set your mind free and uh trust yourself um i'm gonna i'm gonna get into the mom stuff but lo is there anything else you want to reflect after that um just that what you're speaking to is what i like the main thing i probably coach entrepreneurs around especially in the online space is this fear of visibility what that really is is a fear of having your deepest you know fears about yourself confirmed or your wounds triggered right we don't know it i mean and i've gone through periods where i made all of it wrong i made Instagram wrong. I made the algorithm wrong. I made all what that really was, was I didn't feel like I was being seen. And that was triggering to me because I have a fear of rejection, right? That's like my biggest, deepest wound. And so, um, but it really is such a, just such a beautiful opportunity to look at what wants to come up and you know, sometimes in that, then we can choose something that is uh, a different path in terms of what feels more aligned. And that's like what my work as a business coach is all about. But, you know, if we have patterns in our lives that show up repeatedly, like I'm doing a, a course right now all on different audience growth methods. And the first module is about like, let's clean up what is showing up for you on Instagram, because that's going to follow you over to, you know, email list or email marketing or writing a blog. It's still within you, wherever you go, there you are. And, um, one of the areas where I just going to say this quickly, one of the areas where I see this a lot is within the dating world and blanket statements that individuals make about the opposite sex or about, you know, whatever gender they're attracted to or whatever, um, where they're like, you know, all men are this or all women are that. And I had a real breakthrough in my twenties when I realized that, you know, I had this story about men that was, you know, they only wanted one thing and they're only interested until they get what they want and then they're gone and just on and on and on. And, um, even though I had evidence to the contrary, it's like my brain could only fixate on that one group of people and actions taken that in my mind aligned with that narrative. And I had a real breakthrough when I went, you know what, Lauren, like, are, are you saying that the entire world of men is this way? Because you have beautiful men in all areas of your life. You've dated really respectful people. Perhaps the common denominator here is you, right? So if there is an area where you repeatedly get the same kinds of people showing up, I promise you those people are showing you a pattern within yourself. And as Zoe said, it's going to keep showing up until you look at it within yourself. And we think like, you know, this area over here, this group of people is the problem. I'll just go over here instead. But you're going to just attract more people (laughs) in that new space that are, again, a reflection of you because your energetic output is what's creating it all. And usually our, what we are focusing on is something that can be released through forgiveness because it comes from things we've experienced in the past. So it's not about blaming yourself for patterns that you repeatedly create in your life, that pattern might've been triggered by something that happened to you when you were, you know, a young kid that you had no control over. Um, and this is to me where the context of like our soul's journey and lessons that we agree to before we come here really resonates. Um, but yeah, like just, I don't know. I really have a hard time listening to people that want to blame a whole group of others with these blanket statements. And I'm like, you know what they all have in common in though, common though is 
you, unfortunately, and they're going to keep showing up. This area is going to keep showing up for you in this way until you look at whatever within yourself needs to be released or healed or let go of or anything in the past that needs to be forgiven. And then you get to be free to attract and create differently within your life. So just wanted to mirror everything that you said there, Zoe. Yeah, thanks, Lo. Love everything. Because it, it, like when we do dial this all back to it's a place of forgiveness. Like when we uncover these awarenesses within ourselves, sometimes I find like it can be like, oh my gosh, I'm still holding on to that. And then I judge myself and all of that. And then I need to forgive myself because we're only human and we're always doing the best that we can with what we have. We're always doing the best we can with where we're at, like where our level of consciousness is, where our awareness is. But know that each time that you bring something to the light, each time that you decide to do the work on a trigger and release that and forgive what needs to be forgiven, you heal, you move on, you're free. So again, it's like, it it can take a moment to kind of catch ourselves in our own self-judgment sometimes and then release and forgive the self. We'll we'll get into self-forgiveness as well in this conversation. But um, what I shared with Lo around my relationship with my mother and forgiveness. So this has been a journey. So I'll just briefly kind of touch on. So my mother um, abused me. I was under her care for the first 13 years of my life until I could legally decide to live with my dad. And she was still, uh, I still saw her a couple of times after that. But my mother, like the relationship with her was that it wasn't like, because I had a very tumultuous, abusive childhood, it wasn't like I had an isolated incident where let's say my mom hit me and I can go to work on forgiving that. What I really woke up to in the last six or like about six or seven months ago was that I started to have a lot of memories surface like from childhood and and the abuse and like the extent of it. And I really woke up to the fact that my mom abused me every day that I was under her care for the first 13 years of my life. So this entire, like, let's say self-development journey, like, I mean, it's been beautiful, but a lot of it has been driven for this desire to fix what, like, I felt like my mom broke, fix what my mom did to me, this damage that was done. I was on this pursuit of like, I'm going to keep doing all the things um, and I'm going to get to the root of this. I'm going to like release her. I'm going to like finally be able to forgive her. And I've got like the, the forgiveness with my mother is like, sometimes a day-to-day thing sometimes like there's there's stuff that I have to forgive and release every single day still but the big stuff like I said I I woke up to the fact I had a lot of stuff resurface a lot of childhood trauma a lot of abusive memory surface and I really just had this awakening that was hard I'm gonna say like it was really hard to awaken to this but I realized that this is too much for a human being to process There's no way if I was writing a list of all the incidences or incidents that my of abuse or neglect or trauma that my mom created, I would be writing a list forever because it was every single day of my life for the first 13 years of my life. Like I would be at this forever. And I realized like, this is too much for a human being. Like, what am I supposed to do? And I like, when I woke up to it, I was like, really, I felt so heavy. I, I didn't even know what to do with myself because I'm like, I've been trying so hard my entire life to do this. And like, I can't, I can't do it all by myself. I can't like, what do I have to do here? And what, what came through for me was that I need to surrender my childhood to God. 
I need to surrender this relationship with my mother to the divine because this is too much for me. Like I've been spending my entire life trying, 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 and like I've gotten places, I've gotten gotten really great places, but in this is just too much. And so again, it was like sometimes it's easier to find forgiveness for people or instances in our life when it's an isolated incident, like an act of abuse or something traumatic that happens. And we can isolate that incident and when we for- can forgive. But when it comes to the deeper relationships, perhaps bigger relationships, longer relationships that have a lot of momentum behind them, right? Have a lot of stories, have a lot of significance, have a lot of energy behind them. I found so much power in deciding to surrender that relationship to the divine. And what did that look like for me? Like I said, it looked like it was really hard to wake up to the fact that like, I can't do this all by myself because again, the ego has been striving its entire life to figure all of this out all by itself, right? It wants to be in its righteousness. Like, of course I can do this. And I'm not saying like as human beings, we're, we're capable and possible of doing anything we set our minds to, but I don't want to spend the rest of my life setting my mind to healing my relationship with my mom. That's not, that's not a fun time for me. I'd rather be traveling the world and creating fun things, right? I'd want to take the energy out of trying to fix this, this relationship in whatever way that it's manifesting and continues to manifest in my life. So I isolated myself from this relationship. I really got clear that this was too much for me and I don't want this responsibility anymore. And I surrendered that to the divine. And it felt like a very spiritual awakening type of experience for me. And I had to do a lot of crying, right? I I released and I continue to release in whatever ways I need to. But I know that that relationship is, you know, and I I say, I tend to say God a lot. And you guys can interchange that with, with whatever word resonates with you. But I know that that's in God's hands. I know that my mother is in God's hands. I know that that relationship is in God's hands. I understand that that was like such a beautiful teacher for me, but there's nothing more that I need to do. I'm putting it down. God knows best. I don't have to, to do this anymore. I don't have to try to find the root of everything. I don't have to continue to try to forgive her. And what I will say is like, forgiveness comes up. Like I said, some days I have to forgive my mom for something. Something pops into my mind. It doesn't feel good. But I choose choose to like let it go and remember like that's in God's hands and I don't want to hold on to that anymore. I don't want to drink the poison of resentment. I want to be free and I do that work. So what I want to say here is that if there are those relationships in your life that feel like how will I ever understand that perhaps there's another opportunity for you to surrender. And it's in that surrender, again, that we, we surrender, we release that we can achieve and access deeper levels of freedom within our lives. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Zoe, just for the way that you that you are willing to share this stuff with people. And I know it's something that you you feel very called into do, but um, yeah, it's just I've learned so much from it, and I know that it's not it's not easy to be seen for your deepest, darkest traumas and things that happen to you. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just really, really profound. And what I'm hearing is, um, you know, like part of the forgiveness for you is an acceptance of it. And 
for me, what this work looks like in practice and everything that we've talked about this week is in any moment, if there's something I'm resisting, something I need to forgive, something I need to let go of, something I'm judging, I go into a space of what would it take or what if that was okay? What if it was okay exactly the way that it was? And then what part of me wants to decide that it isn't? What part of me is feeling the need to, you know, fixate on this or to hold this against myself or somebody else? And so what I'm hearing and what you're sharing, though, is of course, like forgiveness work whenever it comes up. But a, but more than that, almost, um, is like, what if it's, what if it's just okay? Or what if, I mean, when I say okay, I, I don't mean, oh, it's fine that she did that. I mean, like, what if it, it is what it was supposed to be? Or at the very least, what if it just can't be different than it is? And we're going to talk about acceptance a little bit uh, towards the end of our call. Um, does that resonate with you, what, I, what I'm saying? Because like, the, what I hear is this ultimate point of freedom where you're like, what if I just don't need to fight that today? What if I can be, you know, accepting of the way that it did go down or the things that it still brings up within me? Yes, completely. It's like acceptance of the journey. And again, is this like getting beyond the ego because the ego wants to be right. It always just, it wants to be right in its stories. It wants to confirm everything. Like I could like crazy stuff happened in my childhood, like that, you know, my mom had crazy outbursts. Um, She forgot to pick me up from things and left me at things a lot of the time because she passed out or drunk, she attempted suicide, she kidnapped me before. Like there's so many incidents that I could just be like, that is so wrong. That is like, how could that have happened, right? Like there are a multitude of stories and like with everything that we come to learn on this this pathway of being human and awakening and uh, expanding our hearts and having more compassion. Like I could be like, wow, that was like so not okay. But it's like, I'm choosing to find, like Lo said, that okayness. Like, I'm like, can I accept that that's what my childhood was? Can I accept that that who, who's, who my mother was? Yes. Okay. Can I accept that this incident went down? Can I accept that my mother attempted suicide? Can I accept that? And it's like, I, I can move. Sometimes there's a call to like move through those things and just really ask myself, are we good here? Can we find this okayness? Can we find this space of neutrality? It's like, yeah, because it couldn't have been different because it wasn't. It was exactly what it was because that's what's exactly what it was meant to be. Yes. Yeah. This is so big, you guys. And like, it can take a lot because as I said, we, our egos want to be right about things. And I mean, I catch myself all the time still wanting to be right. But as I said yesterday, we can either be right or we can be happy. Now, if there's something that we're really, you know, struggling with, it's not to just say like, oh, well, you should just find acceptance for this. Like, no, sometimes there's a process that we need to go through and often actually, and this is a lot of the work that we'll be doing inside of the mastermind. Um, But if you can be someone that can get to a place of acceptance for like, that is how it went down. And that's how I know it wasn't meant to be anything different. And even if there is, you know, a world where it could have been, we don't live in that world. Like we just, we just cost ourselves so much by thinking about how we wish things had gone. And I think this leads really well into the topic of self-forgiveness, because a lot of what we carry is, you know, significance or shame around decisions that we made. Um, 
I know it's come up in the group a little bit this week, just in terms of self-judgments. I've certainly moved through a lot of shame where I've made decisions that in the time were what I knew to do. And then they led me down paths that I really hadn't planned for and that I held a lot of shame, embarrassment, frustration around a lot of not accepting myself. And so instead of doing the work around accepting uh, or forgiving myself, instead, I would try and manifest circumstances that made it as if it had never happened. But it's only been in the last like six months, really, where I've been like, but I mean, one, that's never going to work because you're being shown this for a reason. You were supposed to have things unfold in a way that they did so that you could see this and then no longer be, again, trying to create from this space of avoidance or space of fixing or filling. Um, But for me, what this has looked like is a lot of self-compassion. I think especially as business owners, but just human beings in general, there's just constant opportunity to say things or make decisions that, you know, lead us into a path that we, we hadn't intended for, or that has someone, you know, we trigger someone, we say something and then someone gets upset with us and then we blame ourselves. And what has really helped me in this is really deciding that, I mean, I'm, I think everyone in here can say, I'm a very, like, and, and sorry, everyone in here can say about themselves. I'm a very well-meaning person. I've never overly operated from this space of just genuinely wanting other people to hurt or wanting to, you know, I, I mean, whatever it is for me personally, I can very confidently say that decisions that I make moment by moment are always in the best interest of myself, of others around me. Um, and even if some of those decisions lead into circumstances that weren't what I had intended, either for myself or for other people, I have to be able to come back to the space of forgiveness. And like in business, this has come up a lot with just small little things like my first business, I would double book two clients at the same time by accident. And one of them would get like really, really upset with me and be saying things about how disappointed she was. And all that I can do in that moment is do whatever I can to make it better that's in my power and then move into a space of, I am a human being. I'm going to make mistakes. That's, I mean, even just the, the, the concept of mistakes is kind of a flawed one, but (laughs) because who says it's a mistake we do, we make, that's a story, right? But I'm going to, to make mistakes or do things that, you know, maybe are perceived in a way that I I never intended them to be. But if I was well-meaning in making the decision that I did or, you know, doing whatever it is that I, that I did, I have to be okay with that, right? Like I have to be okay with however that client showing up and, you know, being so disappointed in me and how I blah, 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 blah. Like that's probably her stuff. If her, if she's coming at me, you know, this is just an example from like six years ago, but um, if she's coming at me with her disappointment, that's probably a trigger within her where she feels like, you know, she can't rely on people or whatever. Like it's, it's not something that was ever, I mean, I can count on the number of, of fingers, how many times that happened on one hand, how many times that happened. But anyways, it's just a small little example of like, I could be hard on myself for that for days and days and weeks and weeks, or I can accept that like, we are here to make mistakes and learn from them. And if we are operating with the best of intentions for ourselves and other people, we have to decide that that is enough, no matter how things go. Right. And so it's definitely been a journey for me in coming from that space of like, I really trust who I am for myself and for others. Do I make mistakes? Yes. Can I come to terms with the fact that I'm a human and I make mistakes? 
yes, what parts of myself do I need to let go of that are resisting just that level of acceptance for whatever it is that happened and decide that in each and every day I need to create a new, right? And it it's usually a, a matter of coming back to what we talked about in day two around what meanings are we giving people, if we, or sorry, are we giving things? Um, if we are judging ourselves, what are we making that mean about ourselves, right? I'm making it mean that I'm not reliable or that people are upset with me or that I'm not liked or accepted or that I let this person down. Does it actually mean that? I, I don't know. Do, can I access a space where it doesn't have to, or it's just okay, even if it does? Yes, I can. And and so like doing, you know, the work that looks like that. Um, I know that, you know, this is a, a personal journey for everyone, but I think we all need a uh, to access or choose a new level of self-compassion for decisions that you made or, you know, actions that you took that led down paths um, that maybe weren't what you want wanted, uh, or even just the compassion, the self-compassion and forgiveness around the things that we talked about yesterday with our bodies, with ways that we've been really, really hard on ourselves. Can you find a level of compassion in deciding that, you know, we've always just been doing the best with what we have and where we're at. And, you know, some of the things that I have had to really forgive myself for, I take myself back to, you know, the, the sort of catalyst for a certain set of events that unfolded and where it led me. And I asked myself, without everything that I've learned since then, if I could go back in time and only know what I knew then, would I make that same decision again? Yeah, I would have, because at the time that's what I thought was best. Right. And even if there were times when we've made decisions that hurt other people, and perhaps it was out of our own trauma, or we said things that were meant to be hurtful because we were triggered in that moment. Can you even find compassion for that? Because you are committed to this journey. And again, you're just someone here that's doing their best. And sometimes, you know, that, that isn't what we would have wanted for ourselves or for the people around us, but it's okay. And yeah, I'd love to hear for you, Zoe, what this, because I know there's been a lot of, um, a lot of your own journey in, in self-forgiveness. And uh, one thing I want to actually just highlight was something you said uh, at the beginning of this call, which was forgiveness is letting go of expectations. And Kyle Cease, who's someone that we really, really love, and he speaks into a lot of this kind of, of work and these kinds of distinctions. Um, he says, you know, that person didn't break your heart. It, they broke your expectations and the same thing with, with us, right? We, we are not forgiving ourselves because we had certain expectations of ourselves that were probably not realistic anyways, or that we didn't owe anyone. And now we're holding that against ourselves or we're holding it against others that they didn't meet our level of expectation that they, that we had for them, but who's to say that they owed us any of that. Yeah. And what I will say is that you cannot make a mistake. I know like Lowe's speaking, like she's used the word mistake, but I know the way that that you mean it low yeah. it's more of like it's basically this okayness with i'm okay with the fact that i triggered another human being and i'm okay with the fact that other human beings have triggered me because we are all here to trigger and be triggered that's how we learn that's how we grow that's how we evolve and that is a constant that is going to be throughout our entire lives we're never going to get to this place where nothing triggers us ever because that's why we're here. We are here on planet earth to learn, to trigger and be triggered. And I think a big part of the, the journey and really integrating that, like everything that happens is meant to be exactly as it is. 
and really accepting reality for what it is, accepting the past for what it is and being able to forgive the self is understanding that you cannot make a mistake. You were always doing the best you could with what you had. And if that triggered another human, right, that's not a mistake. It's just find that place of okayness, right? Find that place of okayness. If you said something on the internet and somebody interpreted it and in not the way that was, uh, that was intended for, right? That's okay. That's all a part of the journey. You're both going to be just cleaning up your sides of the street. If then, if you decide to do that, you can both liberate yourselves from that incident. If you decide to do that. So triggers are always gifts. Triggers are always gifts because they're showing us again, where we're not free. And if you trigger another person, just by being yourself, just by following your heart, like Lo said, everything that she's done, everything that I've done, everything that, that you've all done, in the moment, it was it was for you. It was for another. You always like had kindness and love in your heart because that's innately who you are, right? And just trusting that, trusting that, mm-hmm. and finding that place of okayness with being human, right? You can't mess it up. Everything that's meant for you will come for you, and it's divine time, and it's finding okayness in that. And as well as speaking more into like the release of expectations, and I saw that um, Renee had um put this in the chat um as well as like i need to forgive myself for being alone so this is something that i forgive myself for in the last week because i was looking at all of the expectations that i'd put on other people who were reflecting in my reality like some places where i need to forgive and then i realized you know what i need to forgive all of the expectations younger zoe had on herself Let me tell you, like this was a big breakthrough for me because I realized that every time that I've set an intention, right, I'm setting a bridge of instance notion. I'm I'm almost like holding myself accountable to achieve something. So younger versions of Zoe, let's say Zoe straight out of high school. I thought I was going to marry my high school sweetheart. Like I really thought that at that point in time. And there was intentions into motion. I'm going to, I'm going to marry him. We're going to be married by the time that we're 25. And I'm going to have like three kids by the time that I'm 30. I am 31 now. I am single. There are no children. I am, I have no home, right? I thought I would have property at this, at this point in time. I'm living out of two suitcases, traveling the world. And if I, like, I realized that all of, like, the previous versions of Zoe, it's almost like I set timelines into motion that I could not commit to because they were never meant to be mine. They were never meant for me. And this entire journey up until this point, I've been discovering who Zoe is and what actually feels the best for her. And I've always chosen myself. So even if I'm not at the place where younger Zoe thought I would be, I had to take a look at that and take a look at where am I holding myself hostage? Like a lot, perhaps from in the subconscious of like memories or points in time that just don't really seem relevant anymore. But where am I holding myself hostage? Because I thought that my life would be different than it was. I thought that my life would look differently than it was. I thought different people would be here in my life and they're not here now. Like I really got clear on where have I held expectations from previous versions of myself that I'm not meeting right now in this moment. And if I think about it, like let's say the example of having like three kids right now. Oh my goodness. Absolutely not. <laughs> that like, absolutely not. Like that's not the vibe for me right now. Like perhaps one day in the future, whenever, whenever that divine time comes, if it's meant to be or whatever else. And you know, I realized that it was never actually meant for me. And that's why it never actually happened for me. Mm -hmm. And in fact, in in the right here, right now, I've got me better than I've ever had me. I trust my life more than I ever trust my life. And I'm, I'm doing everything for my soul, right? And my path and my journey. And I know that. So 
perhaps there is a place to look as we're on this topic of forgiveness and release of expectations of where did you expect previous versions of yourself to be in different places? And um, actually one thing that comes to mind, it, it popped up in our quantum 44 challenge group, but um, someone had brought up around like, I just am triggered about where I'm not supposed to be in my life. There was this point in time. I've had the same life coach for close to five years now, a month before my birthday each month, I would go through these like spirals where I was like, I am not like, did I do enough? I'm not where I'm supposed to be. And it was funny because Angie, she's like, Zoe, I'm looking back on our notes. And like, you kind of went through the same thing at the same time last year. And I realized like, if this was a pattern for me, was that because every year I was about to turn a year older, I had to really look at where was I expecting to be different at this, at this age? Like what's actually calling to be released here. And in that, now that pattern doesn't really exist. This year was like, or this past birthday was like the first birthday where I didn't have one of those spiral outs. I'm like, I'm living my best life. And like, I'm doing all the things and I'm just honoring Zoe. So could be a really, a really great place to look. I think what you've shared, Zoe, is going to highlight so many things and so many, for so many people. And I went through this same journey and I know what it's like as a human and, or sorry, as a, a woman specifically in our society that puts these oh, just ridiculous expectations and even labels on, you know, where we're at and by when. And I really had a story in turning 30, I'm about to turn 35, in turning 30 around being single. And I remember like I had my lash business at the time and I would have clients come in and I'd get questions like, how's the husband hunt going? Even though it was never something that I'd ever talked about with them before, just this idea that if you're about to turn 30 as a woman or whatever age, that, you know, your sole priority in life is to find your man. <laughs> and like, those were certainly things that I saw reflected back to me or comments that were made. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, I have the most wonderful mother in the world, but she would ask friends of mine, like, do you know if Lauren's seeing anyone? I just so badly want her to be okay. And it was, it was just like this idea that, you know, there was something wrong if I didn't have a man by a certain age. And something that really shifted for me, like not long before meeting my boyfriend, um, and it's really relevant to what you've, or echoing what you said. So is just an acceptance that if I hadn't, I wasn't, I, if I hadn't yet, it was because I wasn't meant to yet. Like that, like you said, it was not meant to be mine. And I think that, you know, that's really what this space of divinity as a way of being and an energetic signature that we've been speaking to this week, that's what it's about is releasing whatever there is in terms of judgments, in terms of judgments on others, in terms of judgments on your life, on certain circumstances, this idea that something is wrong and we need to fix it. What if none of it's wrong? What if it's exactly as it's meant to be? And I genuinely got to a place where I was like, if I'm not meant to have a man, you know, for the next 10 years, for my whole life, like, I'm okay with that. And what that took, because I can tell you that is not the space that I'd ever um, actually embodied or been able to accept previously, was looking at what are all the significances that I have tied to the potential of a partner, right? It's a desire to feel beautiful because I don't tell myself that I am. It's a desire to feel chosen because I don't choose myself. It's a desire to feel chosen because I regularly reject myself. It's, you know, just all of these things. Um, and yeah, and I think just this space of total acceptance is this space of nothingness that we've been speaking of, this space of just 
total openness, but we have to get to a point where we are accepting. And, you know, if you had said that to me a year ago with certain things in my life and how displeased I was about them, I would have, I was angry at the idea of someone telling me to just accept it because it's all perfect. (laughs) I really, really resisted it because I was so in the story and the significances of what my current circumstances meant about me and where I'd been wronged. And I really had a thing about like, I had to forgive the universe because I felt like I had, I mean, this is a conversation Zoe and I have had many times. I felt like, you know, I had shown up and I'd done the things and how come none of it had been enough? And why did you lead me down these pathways only to then abandon me universe? Like, you know, a lot of, of that kind of inner conversation. And this is why divinity is a six month space because some of these things are quite ingrained, but I think if you have this awareness and you know where it is that you're, needing to look and what the ultimate objective is, which is the space of acceptance, um, it, it really becomes a very accelerated journey where you get to just become very, very free. And uh, I want to share a quote that I heard from Kyle Cease, which I believe he said was a, um, a Hayes quote. What's her, sorry, what's her first name? Louise. 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 Thank you. Louise Hayes, which is, I know that was supposed to happen because it did. And I can't remember if I've already shared that this week, but that was just so profound to me to be like, what if all of it is perfect? And, you know, this is more about deciding that, not trying to actually you know, like there could be so many arguments for this idea that everything is perfect and how unfair that is to certain people and all this kind of stuff. And I think it's more an act of like outrageous self-love to be like, I'm going to decide for myself that things as they have unfolded in my decisions and other people's decisions or words or actions towards me, I'm going to decide that I'm not carrying this with me because like Zoe said, it's like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to suffer for it. Um, I deserve to be free. And when I am free, I get to receive with ease. And I mean, I can really say that like, it's always been that space of acceptance of the ultimate release of resistance around how I think things should be, which is fighting up against how they are, that has allowed in quantum leaps without me barely lifting a finger because, and now it's just a daily practice of like, what part, it's like this real level, this next level awareness where I'm, I'm looking at, you know, okay, what are the thoughts that the human that is low is, is thinking today? And where do I need to release this idea, right? Where am I not accepting things as they are, wishing that they were different? What part of me needs to let that go? Because that's the thing that is having any and all struggle or resistance come in that is taking me out of the present moment and that's cutting me off from the abundance that wants to just flow in effortlessly. And it's, it's you know, it's deeper work, but it is the ultimate freedom work, uh, both from just a joy and happiness perspective, but also from an abundance and manifestation perspective as well. Yes. Thank you so much, Lo. Just like so eloquently put, it it just all happens when you create the space, like creating the yeah. space for the divine to rush in. And, <laughs> and you don't have to do, I think like so many of us can recognize and probably have brought even more into awareness this past week about how exhausting all of this is, the ways in which we hold ourselves hostage, exhausting in the ways that we feel like we need to control. Like what if you just put down the sword? And that's what this journey of divinity is, is really guiding you, showing you how to release yourself, how to be free, to be that space where 
it just all flows to you and through you and you can trust and not just you can trust but you can be happy you can have peace of mind and you can just live your life in peace and harmony and that starts with the internal world and then you get the reflection in the external always 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 and so frequently um before we wake up to this we are seeking we're seeking everything from the external right like Money needs to come from here. Um, clients need to come from here. Love needs to come from this man and this man only to me. And it's like, no, like, no, no, no. All of it comes from you. You are the source. Yes. And let yourself see that you are the source. And the way that we do that is by cleaning up everything in the way and then allowing source to just just continue to flow miracle after miracle after miracle. It's a beautiful place to be. That is ultimately, you know, this way of being, we called it divinity for a reason, this, this divine way of being that is, you are the source, you are divinity, you are the love that you want to receive. And so you do, you are the abundance that you want to receive. And so you do. And, you know, getting down to nothing is releasing everything that is not those things because you're, you know, who, who we really are is the love, is the joy, is the presence. Do we also have a human that sometimes needs to be tended to? Of course, that's a part of it. You know, it's not, this is not some perfect state of being you just embody and figure out one day and then live the rest of your life with zero resistance. It's it's not that, but it's an awareness. And for me, this is just, it's getting easier and easier and easier, especially this week. It's just like, I think things have just clicked in ways. I mean, we've both been working on this for quite a while, but um and it's like, who would I be without that thought? And I'm actually able to release it as opposed to who would I be without that thought? Well, I don't even want to go there because I'm too stuck being right that, you know, X, Y, Z should have happened differently or whatever. So uh, for anyone that wasn't with us at the beginning of the call, there is the second fast action bonus expiring tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern. And that is two bonus weeks inside of uh, the group chat with Zoe and I. So we're kicking off the mastermind early, which will be Monday. For those of you that have joined, please uh, click the link in your welcome email um, to join the group chat. If you don't have it or went to spam or you've missed it or whatever, just reach out to us and we'll provide it for you. Um, And uh, that also comes with a whole host of bonus courses that you get with the exception of my membership, which is six months worth of access. You get lifetime access to quantum creators, to imperfect and prosperous, all of our future rounds. We've got live rounds of each coming this, uh, sorry, this year. You'll be able to, um, you'll be invited to join all of that. It is um, access to Zoe's money program, which will be invaluable. Um, Those specifically expire on Tuesday, but if you sign up tonight, before tonight, then you get both. So um, yeah, we got one day left for you guys. It's going to really bring everything full circle and just wrap everything up for you uh, tomorrow. And we can't wait to share. And thank you just for making it through to day six with us. We really, really appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks for being here. We love you guys so much and we'll see you or we'll speak to you tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for spending a piece of your day with us and tuning in to The Low and Zo Show. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to rate it and share on social media. Be sure to tag us. Until next time, stay abundant.